Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness, your true crime, cult, conspiracy, and cryptid podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Danielle. And we hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving if yes. you're American. Yeah. Um, hope you got some good Black Friday deals if you went shopping. And if you're not american and you didn't go black friday shopping we still hope you had a great week i'm pretty sure there's black friday deals all over the world no i'm just saying like i didn't really black friday shop i didn't buy anything on friday oh so i was just saying if you don't black friday shop just in general oh i just hope everybody had a good week or well i would assume you do as well no (laughs) i hope everyone had a terrible week we hope it was the worst. Um, I don't. Do you want to talk about anything? Um, I'm really digging your tree. It's starting to feel like Christmas, Thanks. which I'm very excited about. Yeah. So Emily and I went to pick out our trees together and used saws for the very first time in our lives, and sawed them down. So we were pretty impressed with ourselves. It's pretty fun. Yeah, we had actually cut our own trees, which was fine. Yeah, we've just, just never done it before. Hard. So. Or than I think we were expecting it to be. Yes. Um, Yeah, we're a real Christmas tree family. Yeah. I don't think our father wants to be, but... He's outnumbered. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I like, I think I would like about a fake tree is that they're pre-lit and you don't have to wrap them in lights. Yeah, that's the worst part. Yeah, I would agree. And that's like the only part he does. Yeah. Because he's really particular about how the lights look, which is fine because they always look really good. But, oh, serious, just give a big sigh. So. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well. Yeah. That's kind of all I got. All right. Um. So this week... I'm telling, I think, (coughs) excuse me, like three different stories. (coughs) Oh. Just because, I don't, I couldn't, I didn't want, I just feel like there's some good stories out there that don't really have a lot of information, but still should be told. I agree completely. So... I just picked three stories from Indiana that I thought were interesting, but I knew I wouldn't be able to make a full-length episode on each of them individually, because I could... I mean, I don't even think this episode's going to be that long Okay. this week. It's still not very long, but okay, that's fine. Yeah, I totally agree, though, because, like, a lot of times... I'll be doing a story and I'm like, oh shit, this is not long enough. And so I'll kind of like abandon it. And those stories do still need to be told for sure. There's still families that are grieving or victims that are, are impacted. And so I think you're totally right. I do think it still needs to be told. So, um, yeah. So, uh, like I said, I'm in the state of Indiana. Okay. And the first story I'm going to talk about is the murder of Forrest Teal. Tell? Teal? T-E-E-L. Okay. 
Um, so let's go back to the night, a night in July of 1958. Oh, wow. We're going way back. Eli Lilly, executive, Forrest Hill was found in his park Cadillac near the Meadows Shopping Center with three bullet holes in his body. Um, and he was dead. Now, for those of you who don't know, Eli Lilly is a pharmaceutical company. And it is still around today. It was actually just in the news. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. I'd never heard of it, so I didn't. I didn't know what it was. Um, you know how Twitter did that blue checkmark thing and like shit oh, blew up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Eli Lilly was like the first one to like kind get of, trolled, kind of. Yeah, okay. and they were like somebody posted something about um, I think it was insulin, and then. About it being, like, free or a lot cheaper. Which it should be. And then Eli Lilly had to, like, post and be like, actually, no, it's not free. And then Eli Lilly's, like, stock actually tanked because oh. of it. Yeah. Oh, damn. So, kind of interesting. Yeah. Um. No, I didn't... No, it didn't really take long for police to get their first tip from an anonymous caller. Um. In fact, it was the very next morning that they got their tip. And with that tip, police went to seek out Minnie, whose real name was Connie, Nichols. Um, I'm going to call her Minnie because okay. that's what everyone else seemed to call her. They found Minnie slumped over in her car in the Fall Creek Parkway area. Um, and she had attempted suicide by taking 75 different sleeping pills. Whoa. Um, Minnie was rushed to the hospital in a, in a coma. Um, Minnie was a divorced woman who used to work for Eli Lilly as well. Um, and after a few days of being in the hospital, she woke up from her coma and she decided she wanted to do an interview with the media. In that interview, Minnie declared her love for Forrest and detailed a 15-year-long affair with him. Oh, my God. Uh, Forrest was obviously married at the time. She stated that her and Forrest's relationship has started cooling recently, so she decided to follow him to his new quote-unquote friend's house. So, um, this is when I assume she found out that he was cheating on her with his mistress, his mistress with another woman. So, he had two side pieces. Mm -hmm. and, and a wife. And a wife, okay. Yeah. Great guy. A plus. Minnie stated that she waited around for Forrest to come back to his car where she said that uh, she confronted him. She then stated that the two of them got into his car and drove around a little bit to talk things out. Apparently, though, the talk turned violent at some point and Forrest ended up hitting her. Um, she said he grabbed, quote, he grabbed my right arm, threw, threw me across the seat of the car, and the gun went off, end quote. Now, I'm sure you can guess, but police did end up charging Minnie with the murder of Forrest, and she went to trial for that murder in March of 1959. You have a question? No, I have a comment. Okay. Maybe make your story a little bit more believable than the, quote, gun went off, end quote, when you've been, when the victim's been shot three, three times. times. Yeah. <laughs> um... At the trial, Minnie stuck to her story that the gun accidentally went off when she was thrown across the car by Forrest. However, the jury of 10 married men 
took 10 hours to come back with a verdict of guilty of voluntary manslaughter. Honestly, that's a lot longer than I thought it would have been. Yeah. 10 hours is, is a long time. Minnie was sentenced to 2 to 21 years in prison. In April of 1960, she entered prison, and just two short years later, in April of 1962, she was released. And Damn. that is all I got for the story of the murder of Forrest Teal. Okay. Wow. Only two years. Yeah. And, like, it, was, it wasn't, like, manslaughter. It was murder, right? Voluntary manslaughter. Oh, voluntary manslaughter. That usually tends to have a less of a um sentence like a shorter sentence but still gross yeah especially when you shoot someone three times yeah like that's very obviously like you're intending to kill them right in Um, my opinion i agree okay moving on okay we are going to next talk about the story of tony Christus? 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 Christus. Lots of S's, it sounds like. It's only two. I'm adding more for some reason. Christus. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Anthony, Tony, which I will be calling him Tony, okay. um, was a real estate developer when on the morning excuse me of february 8th 1977 he entered the office of richard o hall who was the president of the meridian mortgage company um in his hands was a sawed off 12 gauge shotgun oh damn tony uh then decided to wire that sawed off shotgun to the richard's neck with a dead man's switch from the trigger to his own neck okay so the trigger is attached to tony's neck that's how i read it kind of doesn't really make sense i know there's a dead man's switch and i know it was definitely on richard's neck but if you look at the pictures it doesn't look like because yes there are photos oh god it doesn't look like that well because you know what a dead man's switch is right yeah i'm about to explain it okay Now, for those of you who don't know, a dead man's switch is a device that is set to go off if the person in control of the switch is incapacitated in any way. So, yeah, I don't know. That's how I read it. I could be wrong on that. I know for sure that there is a dead man's switch, a sawed-off shotgun, and it was attached to Richard's neck for sure. Okay. Um, Now, I'm sure you are wondering why Tony decided to wire a 12-gauge shotgun to Richard Hall's neck. Yeah, absolutely am. Well, Tony had purchased 17 acres of land in which he had hoped to build a shopping center on. Um, Tony had received a $130,000 loan, which is insanity. First off, that you can buy 17 acres of land for $130,000 back no then, kidding. but crazy. Um, from the Meridian Mortgage Company, which was due on March 1st, 1977. So that would be about a month later. Okay. Tony believed that the Meridian Mortgage Company had deliberately sabotaged the project. Now, Tony didn't just hold... So, that's why. Okay, yeah. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. Now, Tony didn't just hold Richard hostage in his office. He wanted to make a point. So, oh boy. what he did is he actually marched Richard out of the building and down the streets in the center of town in close to zero degree weather 
with police and journalists flanking on both sides of them. So that's how we have photos of this. Makes sense. Um, he then stole a police car and forced Richard to drive to Tony's apartment. Um, Tony told police that he had rigged the place with explosives and that if they tried to come in, the whole place would go kaboom. Do you believe it? No. Okay. Um, he then proceeded to chain Richard to the bathroom, in the bathroom, sorry, and held him there for 63 hours. Oof. That's a long time. Yeah. Now, I'm sure you can imagine that something like this drew huge national news attention And while sitting in his apartment, Tony was upset with how the news media was portraying the situation. So to counteract this, Tony reached out to a man named Fred Heckman, who worked at a local Indianapolis news station, WBIC. Fred was known at the time as the most trusted newsman in Indianapolis, and Tony believed that he would be able to help him tell the true side of the story. No, a friend was a smart guy, and he realized that he had the opportunity here to kind of diffuse the situation, and he found a way to let Tony open up and express his feelings to him. In a taped recording, Tony spilled everything and pretty much bared his soul to Fred, and to show that Tony could trust him, he actually aired the interview in its entirety um, on the air. and. Teaming up with FBI and other local law enforcement agencies, Fred started to help negotiate live on air with Tony to release Richard. Now, originally, for Richard's release, Tony wanted an apology, $5 million from the Meridian Mortgage Company, and the promise that there would be no state, federal, or civil prosecution. Okay. On February 10th, so two days later, after Tony was assured all of his demands would be met he led richard downstairs to the lobby of his apartment building where he delivered a 23 minute long profanity filled monologue that was broadcast live on all news stations before releasing richard hall unharmed wow tony was then immediately taken into police custody obviously none of tony's demands were ever met besides i believe he did get an apology i'm not sure what for (laughs) okay because i don't think that the meridian mortgage company ever really did anything wrong um we are so sorry that we gave you the money yeah that's probably what it was our bad (laughs) eight months later tony was tried on charges of kidnapping armed robbery and armed extortion okay on october 21st 1977 tony was found not guilty on reason of insanity and two weeks later was deemed incompetent and turned over to the State Department of Mental Health for commitment to an institution. Damn, I was not expecting that twist at all. Yeah. Tony was found incompetent in court for refusing to be subject to a psychiatric exam. In January of 1988, after 11 years in state custody, Tony was released after the state couldn't prove he was a danger to society or that he had any like mental health okay quote-unquote problems i don't like that word but i right um tony did make national news one more time after his release when he sued 101 people all involved in his case he didn't win any of those lawsuits i mean to be fair he did have a verbal agreement with them that they did break (laughs) yeah I'm just kidding. Um, he died of natural causes in 2005. Wow, that was a 
quite the roller coaster, honestly. I'm not done yet. Oh my God, what? Well, it's barely anymore. But in oh. 2017, Richard Hall wrote a book titled, oh shit, Christus and Me. Christus? Sis and Me? About his experience with Tony. And in February of 2022, a eight part podcast came out about the story as well. And actually, John Hamm voices Fred Heckman. Cool. The like, news guy. That's so, really cool. I haven't listened to it, but it probably will be put on my list. Yeah. That, um, I actually might start listening to that one, too. I didn't. I should have wrote the name of the podcast, but I didn't. Um, You'll have to text it to me. Richard died, um, unfortunately, in March of 2022. So right after this podcast came out, I just said of an illness. Okay. So I didn't really specify. but um, And that is the story of Tony and Richard. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was a roller coaster pretty interesting though huh yeah i'd never heard of that and that's i mean that must have been huge news right so it's kind of surprising that the photo is crazy oh i bet yeah i'll be i'm kind of excited to be able to post that one um pretty interesting okay and the final story i'm going to tell today is the story of the cold spring murders um on september 13th 1868 the bodies of Jacob Young and Nancy Young were found along the White River. Both victims had been shot in the head, and Mrs. Ms. Young's body was also burnt from the knees to the face um, because the shotgun blast had actually ignited her dress. Oh, my God. Yeah. The murders had been committed in a pretty popular area, but despite this, the shotgun blasts were not heard by anyone, or they weren't recognized for what they actually were. Okay. Um don't know how you can mistake a shotgun blast for anything back then but right. besides the point right um it didn't take long though for police to connect the murder weapon to a man named william j abrams uh he had been the one to buy the gun and he was the first arrested after he was arrested a man named silas hartman was arrested followed by his sister nancy clem on October 23rd, the three were charged with first-degree murder, and it was found out that Nancy Clem had been the one to plan the murders. She was, like, the mastermind behind oh. it all. Yikes. Um, Nancy had been involved in borrowing large sums of money and paying it back by borrowing yet more money. And because of this, she was deeply in debt to Jacob Young and um, had planned the murder to cover up this information coming out to her husband, William Clem, who was a grocer in the city that they lived and um, who had good standing in the community. So he didn't, okay. she didn't want it to... To ruin him and his reputation. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, Nancy Young had accompanied her husband to the planned meeting that night and became, um, I guess, collateral damage. Ugh, that's as they so sad. couldn't leave her alive as a witness to the crime. Right. Well, they could, but they're right. not going to. They're not going to. Um, Nancy Clem was tried five different times for the murders. And because of hung juries and appeals, that made it all the way up to the Indiana Supreme Court. Wow. Nancy Clem never actually served time in jail for the murders. What? She was jailed briefly for perjury and forgery charges. And during her time in jail, her husband divorced her. I mean, fair. Uh, Abrams, the man who bought the gun, was eventually pardoned for his role in the crime. 
And um, Silas Hartman died by suicide in jail after admitting to his role in the crime. Um, so really, no one ever really paid for the murders of Jacob and Nancy Young. That's really sad. Um, and Nancy Clem died in 1897 of old age. That's so unsatisfying. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's like, not that, I don't know if that's kind of a gross way to put it but like you want somebody to to be held responsible especially when it's very obvious that someone should be held responsible yeah and then for them to just be like it's fine and not really have to serve any time or do anything to like make up penance for that is just kind of annoying yeah um so those are my three stories for today uh like i said a little bit of a shorter episode i probably could have found one more story but it was a holiday weekend it was a holiday weekend so i wanted to do other things than sit and write (laughs) story that's totally fair so there we go (coughs) um my favorite one i think is the middle one that one is definitely the most intense and has the least a lot of amount of death in it right we love that (laughs) That's always nice. That's always a nice change of pace. Um, so I will find the name of that podcast. Yes, please. And I'll post it in case anyone is interested in listening to it. I can't say if it's good or bad because I haven't listened to it yet. Right. So, um, yeah. Do you have anything to add? I would agree that my the one that I was most interested in was the second one. Yeah. Pretty but. interesting. Yeah, and crazy that we hadn't heard, heard of, of it, it before. before. I know. So. Um, cool. So, sources. Yes. We should do those. Sources would be good. Um, IndieStar.com, IndianapolisMonthly.com, IndieEncyclopedia.org, and Polis.iupui.edu. All right. Um, our socials are MW Madness Podcast on Instagram. That is also our Gmail and Midwest Madness Podcast Facebook group on Facebook. Awesome. Well, this uh, was kind of short and to the point. Right. But that's okay. Sometimes we need those ones, especially in these busy times right year, yeah so. it gets kind of chaotic for for me for sure around this time of year so me too i don't mind yeah um cool well we hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we will talk to you in december oh my god that's crazy yep okay bye